Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek Football Program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number one zero three of the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com/slash/shek. S H E K. Week 9 is just about upon us, and as always, seated to my immediate right, ready to break it down with us here from NFL.com and from NFL Fantasy Live. Adam Rank, what's the poop, fellow? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. appreciate you uh, putting me on again. Sure, sure. We got uh, in Studio 66 a relatively full house along with black tie behind the glass. We have the fantasy guru of, uh, of NFL.com right and, here. of course, NFL Fantasy Life. I'm not talking about you. Uh, I thought you are the fantasy enthusiast. That is true. Yeah, I'm your fantasy pal, and the fantasy guru is Michael Fabiano. What's the poop with you today? What's going on, boys? Yeah. You like Romo? Should I play Romo? You're a Cowboys fan as well as a biased, fantasy guru. But I'm not biased. All right, Romo against the uh, Falks this weekend. How Versus, say you? Who, is the, uh, who is the other option? Well, for me, personally, I'm just asking if you like him in a vacuum. Mm, no. Uh, he, he's a low-end starter this week to me. Well, I, uh, my other option is Josh Freeman. I like Freeman better. You like Freeman out in Oakland. Well, hey, Freeman's had three games with over 22 fantasy points, three touchdowns in every single game. He's playing the Raiders this week. The matchup is good. Well, I, I know that I didn't do you any favors with Doug Martin last week because we'll he had the worst matchup. We'll talk about it. Yeah, Let me, yeah. Now, but, the other guy who's also but, a Cowboys fan and a fantasy expert, I don't know that he has a cutesy uh, fantasy partner because he's from Texas. Also, he writes the uh, power rankings and so on. Elliot Harrison, what's the poop with you? Hello. I, I think I, I like Adam's title. I think enthusiast is cool. Enthusiast. Yeah, yeah, I like that's that. Right. That's, that's right. why I, I, I came up with that pal? one. Was that, did you, I came you up with that cool. one. And then some kid who was on Twitter the other day, he's ragging me. He's giving me the business. And then if you looked at a description of his name, he calls himself a fantasy enthusiast. Well, well, well. So apparently I'm a schlub, but you know what? <laughs> I will take your moniker. You're in the zeitgeist. And a further proof of that is the Dave Damashek football program doing well. Our conversation with Dwight Freeney earlier in the week on episode number 102. Go dig that one up. We asked him about the possibility. There, the His team is actually in the mix now. The Colts at 4-3 and three right. can actually, in the mediocre AFC, sneak into these playoffs and... The Broncos, if they win that division, they're not going to be one of the top two seeds. Probably it could be Broncos hosting the Colts, Peyton against his old pals. And Freeney said that he wanted to – he said it would be fun to hit Peyton. He said he'd yeah. like to. And that's making the rounds now. If you go in the uh, online, on the internets that the kids enjoy. They like the point. Of, yeah, as a matter of fact, I read in one of the big uh, other uh, football sites out there, it said Dwight Freeney – Said in an interview with Dave Damashek of <laughs> NFL.com. <laughs> Don't focus on that. You're a part of the game. Why? You're part of the team, Adam. You're an important contributor. Yeah. All right. Hey, fellas, I want to. We have several important items, not necessarily pressing NFL matters before week nine. But quickly, the one that is the talking point, it seems, of this week is Mike Vick, Andy Reid. The mess, the emerging mess that is the Eagles. Should they go with Foles? Should they go with Vic? 
to me, this is the right play is to go with Mike Vick because you're going into New Orleans, a.k.a. the worst defense in the league. And if you go Foles in that spot, suddenly now you're locked into Foles because presumably he's going to put up numbers. And, by the way, you also need a win if you want to stay viable as a playoff contender. Vick, your veteran, he's the better play there. But besides that, if you go Foles and he has a good game, you can't really go back to Mike Vick. And this is a situation when Vick should really put up a big number and maybe there's a little more confidence and everybody in Philadelphia settles down and so on. EH, how say you? Well, first of all, I agree with that completely. And second of all, you know, Andy Reid's not the kind of guy that, that cowers down to, to fan pressure. I mean, how long have people been screaming about LaShawn McCoy not getting the ball enough? I mean, it's going for three seasons now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's always that thought that, well, what hap- yeah. what's going to happen if he pulled a Romeo Cornell like uh, a few weeks back against Baltimore and gave him 30 carries? You know, and then came back and gave him five, and they win the thirty carry game, and then they lose. He's up the creek. So hmm. I, I I agree with you there. I think you don't start Foles against the Saints because if he throws for three fifty, you're dead. And I wonder if we're ever going to see a game where McCoy gets twenty eight carries and six catches because if they win big, then people are going to say, why didn't you do that earlier? The other thing that I think is in well, by the way, I heard you say uh, he's not one to cower. Ironic that you would choose cower because in 2013 that may be the guy wearing the headset coaching those Philadelphia. No, I no wanted way. to be in Dallas. Not he's not coaching again, fellas. He may not. He may not. No. Fabiano, how say you on Vic? Big game in store for him down there in From New Orleans. From a fantasy perspective, there isn't a better matchup for a quarterback. Uh, you're you're playing the Saints who can't stop anyone this season. I mean, look at the the numbers of fantasy points that quarterbacks have scored against them. Most recently, Peyton Manning, who just went off against them. If there's one week you're going to start Michael Vick, it's got to be this week. Monday night, Andy Reid said, hey, he's going to be our quarterback. I could see 20 fantasy points easy for Michael Vick in this contest. 20 easy? He's getting 30. He's getting 30. If he doesn't do it this week, then you're going to see the whole Foles conversation go to a next level. Of course. And by the way, Two things. are The the new edition of Sheck to the Future is up there on NFL.com. Me and Rank jumping into the near future to divine who's going to win all these big games. I want to go in the DeLorean, man, Well, sometime. listen, it's a two-seater. I like the well, South you know Fork what? Ranch listen, backdrop listen, that you guys have for that. Listen, Marty and Doc Brown had enough room to get Jennifer in there. Yeah, you and you're a little fellow. You're a little I'm enough not that guy. big. Rank even, Jeez, he's light him. enough you can sit on his Rank's lap Rank's lost now. weight. You can't even make the fat jokes about him. Can he's I, a skinny oh, no, guy that now. doesn't stop him. No, I still do it. Can I, I tell you for fun. that yeah. my dad, very briefly, he got out of education, worked at Toyota or Irving. This is true. And, you know, when you work in the car business, you take you can take a car for the weekend or whatever. So he took a DeLorean. And so he had us three boys. So he put my oldest brother, Eric, in the front seat. Eric was probably, this would have been 83, so Eric would have been 17. I sat in his lap. I was nine, and my brother Rafe, who was 15, laid across the back behind the seats where you could wrap like this little black thing around you. And my dad drove us around to like lunch and, and you know, Six Flags like that. But that's uh-huh. against you the law. Hey, would, hey your, laws, your laws only apply to USA people. We're from did, Texas. They don't count for us. They lock you up for that now. Did the DeLoreans in the 80s, do they have gun racks in Texas? <laughs> <laughs> I, think they, uh, I think they eliminated gun racks in open container in like 86. <laughs> Let me say one thing about the Eagles, and then we'll move on to, uh, to a couple of things that I really want to get into with you fellas. The thing that uh, with, with the, uh, the offensive line is crummy the defense has been bad Mike Vick is he you know he's fumbling too much when oh when are those wide receivers going to get uh, taken to task already Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin they're always, oh they're, they're so loaded on offense they are those guys are fine if they're your second and third receivers but Deshaun Jackson is your number one that's uh, that leaves something to be desired true I, I completely agree and yep. I you know Fabs I'm going to turn this around on you because I, I want to know if those are must starts to you but let me just say one thing in years past, when the Eagles needed a big third down completion, they didn't go to either one of those guys. They went to Avant. I know, right? They went to Avant. But so I ask you: Is Jeremy Macklin a must start? Yeah, considering uh, the matchup, a must start. I, I listen. You can't define must start because if you've got Roddy White, Miles Austin, and Jeremy Macklin, well, maybe you're not playing Jeremy Macklin. It depends on what you have on your roster, but. Again, it's the same thing that goes for Vic. If Macklin and Jackson can't get the job done in the stat sheets against the Saints, then they're never going to get it done because this is the easiest matchup they'll see all year. 
All right, NFL Fantasy Live, not just the TV show six days a week that you should tune into to see all these fellows who are sitting in Studio 66 with me right now, but also the NFL Fantasy Live podcast available on iTunes with Jason Smith, Elliot Harrison, and Fabiano is a must-listen for you fantasy enthusiasts, if I can steal that rank. Man, if that kid can, I can too. Yeah, might as well. Done and done. Why stop there? All right. <laughs> I stole the uh, title of Uniform Monitor from you, so... That's what you're. I don't know what where you come up with that hokum. On the shame report this week, I hailed those wonderful Steeler uniforms. And by the way, the accusation that I'm getting from you and others is, well, yeah. that you're biased because you root for the Steelers. I never, I never weighed in in a positive manner on the gold helmets that they've been wearing the last I couple like of years. Those. I don't like those, and I spoke uh. out against. I did like the jerseys, but I don't like the gold jerseys. I like these because I'm because I have an eye for fashion. And I that's why I like them. Well, I do, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hear another as I'm word about at you it right now. Yes, you do not have an idea. Do as fashion. I say, not <laughs> as I do. That's all I'm saying. So, all right, when we're sitting on the NFL Fantasy Live set, we have great conversations at the uh, commercial breaks. I thought one interesting one. We had two interesting ones, as a matter of fact, today. Let's get into those. First of all, we were talking the NBA season is now underway, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking about the Lakers and. Dwight Howard, Steve Nash, Kobe Bryant. Is there enough? Uh, are there enough touches for those guys who need to, especially in the backcourt? And Fabiano, out of nowhere. Now we've talked with him on the program before about the fact that he is the front runner of all front runners. <laughs> I sh- disagree. He is sh- well. I know you disagree, but he's shameless in his support. When he was twelve years of age, eight, right. fa- eight whatever it was, eight. it doesn't matter. He decided that he was. He's, now this is a Connecticut boy. This is a boy growing up in Connecticut. Decides he likes the Yankees. Okay, right, that's right, fine. Of course, who else are you going to root for? The Metropolitans? No. no. Okay, fine. The Yankees is, are, are his team. His football team, the Dallas Cowboys. What? All right, if you grow up in a certain age, most people in the late 70s gravitated towards either the Steelers, the correct move, because they're a team of soul and character and grit, and the Cowboys were the fancy pants. If you like if you like nonsense and shiny things, then you went with the Cowboys. <laughs> Fabiano went with the Cowboys. All right, even that one's okay. Then you start throwing in. He's a Lakers fan. Well, that's what? the one that baffles The Lakers. Me. He's a UNC basketball fan. Listen. There's nothing else to say. You're a front do, runner. What do all those teams why have is he, in common? What they, won, they were when winning when you years old, I don't know so what the definition the, of a front runner is. I just like the teams because, number one, and you met my family when you were in New York with me. What did my two cousins have on? Randy White jerseys. We're all Yankees fans and we're all Cowboys fans. And the Lakers I loved in 80 because I watched Magic Johnson in his rookie season. I know why you liked them. They were good. Center. That's what they all the have in common. So why were the most Celtics? people like teams? Why do you think there were so many Bulls fans throughout the 90s? It's not because they're from Chicago. They like Michael Jordan and I don't they care. It doesn't, it, make it, it, doesn't it doesn't make it. It doesn't make it right. 31 years. I have it never, ever, right. ever left the side of my teams. And you yes, are never. Yankees. You are never on the are side of those me? teams. You've never stepped foot in the fabulous I, so forum. I can show that. Hold on. Hold on. I, this is getting too ugly too quickly. There I wanted to get very ugly. There are more fans of the Los wait. Angeles Lakers outside of the state of California than there are in the state, right. and that's that, not even close. Can I tell you something? Let me just finish. Let me just finish what I'm saying. All right, fine. So this is the way Rick's you leave. Me stink eye. It is absolutely. <laughs> Indefensible what you've done. No, it not. is not right no, that not. you are such there a are shame. There are no geographic limitations to being the a sports idea fan. that like well the hey, there are a lot of people who are that way. Guess what? There are a lot of people who buy Mariah Carey records instead of built the spill records. Don't make it right. Listen, you know there are things. There's the right way and there's the wrong way. At eight years popular old, or not. These by are the teams the, that I started rooting for, and I have not rooted for another team in any one of those sports ever since. Fabiano, that makes me a good sports fan. Settle listen, down. Settle being down. a Cowboys fan over the last sixteen years has not been all. Kittens and rainbows, as Elliot Harris. At least you haven't jumped. At least you haven't jumped to another team. In fact, more people have jumped on the Steelers bandwagon in the last decade and a half than they have the Cowboys because the Cowboys. They're a cool dynasty. I do. I do understand where he's coming from because this is why so many people are Dallas Mavericks fans because they all loved Rolando Blackman. Rolando Blackman. Shh. Roy Tarpley. They were yeah, big Roy Tarpley. Roy Tarpley guys. He was, was the center they had. What was the center they had? James Roy Donaldson. Tarpley. That's right. Oh, James okay. Do- yeah, Tarpley was the power I, But I, I resent that because as somebody who grew up in Southern California. Well, let me and- get to the year before you say this. Let me just say what the comment was that took it to another level today on the set. But you realize. So Rank, Fabiano, and I are talking about the Lakers, and Fabiano announces out of the blue, Rank, Rank's opinion is fine. But I'm a bigger Lakers fan than he I is. say that to get his goat because I know it drives him <laughs> up the wall. 
It who's is, a, who's the bigger fan? Yeah, Adam gonna is throw not, that pad I'm down. not a bigger fan of the Lakers than Adam is. We are both equally. You're equal is, fans. Is, that's still as big. You don't understand what it's like because this is the problem when you root for teams of one marketplace, which Elliot does, which Dave does, which I do. You get no, Connecticut that, I, had no teams except me, for the Whalers. You're you should be all New England. Let me let no. me state my case. Let me, I let don't me, have a geographic let limitation. Me just, let me just state this my is case. America. Let me just state my case and what it was like to be a Lakers fan is that when you look at who I rooted for as a kid, the Kings weren't nothing. Okay, the Angels kept losing in the playoffs. The Rams, we were led by a quarterback named Dieter Brock. Oh. So we did not we did not ben have Sparagano? a lot. We did not have a lot to root for, but the Lakers were our saving grace. That was our fallback. That's who we could always rally around. And for somebody, for some carpetbagger to come in and just start taking <laughs> talking and riding, riding on our coattails, that's not fair. We a earned we earned Showtime. You did not. I have Listen, been, I've I been have spent time time as in the fabulous you form. Have. You have not. Yes, I have. I have well, spent time in the fabulous me, form. So I'm younger than you. You cannot. Here, here's what I'll say. And then, EH, your opinion is next. Here's the thing. I, you're a Cowboys fan, one of the most popular teams in sport. I grew up a Steeler fan. The Pirates, no one with any dignity would would root for, and yet I stand by but they them. Were the, they were the nominally World Series they're my team. I don't watch them every day because I, I don't want to make myself sick every day. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, because of the star power they've had over the last quarter century, are one of the more popular NHL teams. But here's the thing. You cannot come up to me and say, hey, I'm the biggest Steeler fan in the world. Oh, really? Where'd you grow up? What part of Pittsburgh? Oh, I didn't grow up in Pittsburgh. I grew up in Kansas City. All right, then you're not the biggest Steeler fan. So, because if you're not, wait if a minute, you, wait if a you're minute. not in it, wait if you're not around it every day, you okay. live and diet. Everyone who you meet is How a fan of that team. How long have you lived in California? A while now. Okay. A decade. And, and, and you know what? You're probably the biggest Pittsburgh Penguins fan that I know, okay? You live in L.A. So? So what the hell is the difference? Who cares I where you live? Up. I was dying. Di- Sudsy Sedell, our Nuggets master, is the biggest Philadelphia Flyers fan I've ever seen. He lives in L.A. too. Well, first of Who all, cares? just because I'm the Who only cares? Penguins fan you know. But, the, but, but by the way. It doesn't matter. I grew up around it, so that carries over. And now in the 21st century. Hey, a- I lived in L.A. for the last five and a half years. I lived in New York City, right? No. I got two of the cities down. Well, first of all, it doesn't matter. That is not, you can it root does. for whoever you want. Listen, in the 21st century, if you're a 14 year old in the 21st century, it's a different thing because you can read the paper every day online. Uh, ESPN you can was watch every. Was a kid you can up. watch every game I can go online. Into the box scores in USA Today. Or on the, the games were over by the time you're going you to bed. You never saw no, the Lakers. No, the Lakers listen, would tip off. And I, and, and you, you would could, be in bed. And you could call. For most. No, you could call my mother right now. I used to get yelled at all the time. It's I had color. a little black and white TV in Dinner. my room and it had get her on well, first of all get her on the phone i want to know i want to know if michael fabiano was listening to the lakers versus the hawks these big headphones on, in february so my mother would listening to the game at 10 o'clock listening and watching the game because i would get in trouble because it was so far past my bedtime how dare you philosophically <laughs> can you be from outside the city and be the biggest fan I, of i team? disagree with both of y'all with both of whom with the, there are you, three people you, you and Fabs. you can't point fingers no, no I, agree on the with, radio. I agree with adam Yes. I disagree with you, Dave, and I disagree Why? with you, Fabs. I could disagree with you, Dave, because what if you grow up in a town and your dad is a huge Steelers fan because he's from Pittsburgh, but mm. then he moves because of his job, and so he makes sure that every Sunday y'all go to a, a Steelers bar in that town. For example, we're in L.A. There are Packer bars all over the place mm. that, you know, so I think you can, in fact, that might make you a bigger fan, not being able to feed off the energy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, not. however, and being, well, hearing the coach every day, hearing the local radio spin on it. everything, it's meeting on the ESPN. people, meeting the locals who Hold are on. overly cynical, hey. the ones who are overly optimistic. Time out. This makes you, this inures you to speak. the thing. Time out. Time out. Now, I don't agree with you, and I'll tell you why. Fabs. Fabiano. He's Fabs. Fabs, yes, because I'm pointing and I forget that we're on a podcast. We're not on TV. <laughs> All right. It is a little bit conspicuous that you happen to be a Yankees, I was Cowboys, and Lakers. Old. If you, I know, but if you were a Yankees, Cowboys. But you're Cowboys, not eight anymore, right? No, wait a minute. If he was a Yankees, <laughs> Cowboys, and Sacramento, like Sacramento Kings fan. I think it would have a little more credibility because then you wouldn't have three of the most successful Let's well, see, that was all part franchises. of the fact that I'm like obsessive-compulsive and I have to have <laughs> everything be alike. So Lakers love him or hate him. So, Yankees love him or hate him. Cowboys see, love him or hate him. The Celtics would have been a better fit for you because no, you like the all the hated I can't franchises. Stand, I can't stand the Celtics. Nobody hates the Lakers. Every That's team where from Boston I hate. <laughs> yes, they're wild. Except for the Patriots. They're not from Boston. I think yes. I get Adam's 
point a little bit too. Like if you grow up in you grew up in L.A. Okay, mm-hmm. and so you root for the Lakers. You have to deal with people rolling their eyes like, oh, you're a Lakers fan. There's Laker fans everywhere. Sure you are. You're not, no, I actually went I'm to the forum. Here. Okay, well, you, get it, you get it with the Cowboys. Yeah, I grew up three sure. and a half miles north of Texas Stadium, man. I mean, I'm, I was as local is, as it gets. And Dave would get this with the Steelers, too. There is a certain thing about when people are like, oh, okay, where? Like, oh, like, especially after the Angels won in 2002. They're like, oh, yeah, where'd you grow up? You know, Corona, California, which borders Anaheim. It's like, yes, I grew up here. This is my team. The Lakers are my team. And it's like it was like that with the Kings, too. The like, more oh. the merrier. See, my message is nuanced, you got to understand. I'm not saying you're not allowed to root for my teams. Don't, just don't come up to me and talk to me about how you're a bigger fan listen, of them. I when I grew like up around have, them. I've Rank's tried, go I've tried that. to take... That's what I say that for, because I I've, know Rank gets I've around. tried to take Fabiano... Well, I've tried to take him to concerts at the Forum, just so you could say you've what been in the Forum. You tried to take me <laughs> to <laughs> Red Hot Chili I'm Peppers. I'm not going to Mariah Guns and Roses, you, Rank, like okay? any of those bands. At least walk into Stop the forum it. once in your life. I think they have. A, I think it's a if, church now. If too. sticks, Look, if sticks do does a reunion, Fabiano's yes. in. All right, next subject. Lady. We're also we're also on the we're also sitting on the set today. Matt Money Smith, Elliot Harrison, and I, and we're talking pictures as we like to do, and because the new Star Wars movie, that's how we got into it. We're oh, talking. About, oh, what a compliment I got too. By the way, as a side note, Fabiano was out there, and Fabiano goes, you know, Damashek kind of looks like Han Solo. There, there will never be. It's the greatest compliment I've ever gotten, and there will never be a compliment as good as that. In one. the solo outfit, yes, I agree. Fabiano, I changed my opinion. Fabiano can do as he pleases, but he doesn't that. really Thank look you. like solo. He looks more like Indiana Jones because he has his scruff. I'm a, but the point is, I'm a bad boy. But in the end, I come through. <laughs> like solo, in the end, I come through. But then, what about, the, what about the human version of Jabba? Like not the one, not the All right, big you got thing. that. That's close. Not You're kind of like one, that. <laughs> but it was the, the actual yeah, human, the human from when they really, right. when they filmed them in episode four. If we could blend you and Jason Smith, then we'd be there. How dare oh. <laughs> that doesn't, only when I involved Jason Smith did it get the O, but when I was doing it at rank alone, everybody was cool with it. Because well, uh, my deltoids are busting through this dress shirt right here. All right. So Macy's. Harrison goes, so we're talking about Ford, and we've talked about him on this podcast as having arguably the greatest run of movies consecutively. You can't, can't beat that. Harrison brings up Witness, which is a wonderful picture. He says it's one of the 50 most watchable movies ever, which Money Smith and I scoffed at. It's a great picture. It's not one of the 50 most watchable movies. Anybody care to even try and defend Harrison's position on this? Sorry, Al. Yeah, you're, you're on your own there. Buddy. I mean, it's a great picture, but you're it's on Witness on, Island. 50? That's a uh, listen, Blade, wait, let me just go forward. Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. The first two Star Wars. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to even leave out Jedi. First two Godfathers. First, no, no, no. I'm just talking Ford alone. Oh, you're talking Ford. Okay. Blade Runner is better. Uh, you know what? Then that's a pretty much. And then, and then the, the first three, three Indiana Jones. The first three Indiana Jones. Although you might eliminate Last Crusade. That's five right there, Stop and that's it. one. Last after. Crusade was so fantastic. clearly uh, we could we could put this list Connery? together. Yeah, but that's like you know what that's like doing. That's like saying, well, you know. That's four Super Bowls right there, but that's one quarterback, Montana. I mean, come on. You right, know, the, you're talking about Harrison Ford here. He's terrific. I All mean, right, next subject. Next wait, subject, because I want to hear your opinions on this. Way to talk more about Star Wars? We are, but this is something I feel like we have to get into because Black Tie Behind the Glass has an opinion on it. What? And the NBA season, as I mentioned, is now underway. Oh, I also want to get from each of you guys one trade. The weakness of the NFL compared to all the other professional leagues. I'm excited about this one. Is trades. You never see in season trades. Rankin and I got into it on episode 102, and I want to get your thoughts on viable trades. Not ones that are silly, ones that actually, if they, if it allowed, you know, contractual stuff and if teams were more willing to do it, things that you could see happen. Before that, though, quickly with the NBA on my brain. The common wisdom is, oh, the 20th century was where it's at. Magic versus Bird, then Michael Jordan, end of story. That's the that's the golden era of NBA basketball. Damashek mm-hmm. says otherwise. I'll give you the entire 20th century from which to choose. You name for me your starting five. My 20th first century team shall beat it. I'll give you my starting five, and then I got to run. All right, fine. Magic Johnson. Okay. Larry Bird. Of course. Akeem Ma- Olajuwon. Okay. Jordan. Right. At the two. Carl Malone. Carl Malone. That's or uh, the only really the positions you might argue center. You might go Wilt. You might go Kareem. You might go Bill Russell. But Akeem, it, to me, is it's fun. It's interesting because yeah. I've asked people this the last couple hours around the offices. Everybody says Akeem. I guess we're all of a certain age, but Akeem mm-hmm. at the time 
seemed a little undervalued or underrated right. in in the history of the sport. He, he won what, and then two titles with the Rockets, basically. Or you could go Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan's the yeah, other I choice still you like, have. At the I still floor. like Elijah one better. No, at the I'm talking at the, at four, the oh, at the forward instead okay. of Carl Malone. Well, Carl Malone's what, where is he? Second, third in scoring. You put all that. Time. He's there. You He's get, right up there. You anticipate you having LeBron, and you put Carl Malone on LeBron. That's exactly right. I'm going to put LeBron there. All right, Fabiano. Thanks for stopping. I've got to run. Enjoy. Go Lakers, music. Cowboys, Yankees, Star Hills. Wait. Embarrassing. Yeah. That should be the name of your fantasy. You know what's team, funny? By the way. And this is a true story. And this isn't hyperbole. And he, uh, he still can within. He's within earshot. He can jump back. He rooted for Team Canada in the Olympics. Well, and hockey. I kind of did too because I, I actually. I don't know do anything this. about hockey, such a, such and how deal. dare you? I'll leave on that note. <laughs> Go USA. Rank Rank was making a joke, but I actually did root for Team Canada only no, if Crosby could score the game winner. I wanted Sidney Crosby. Hey, listen, black and gold before red, white, and blue. That's how I feel. I'm that's sorry terrible. if that's wrong. All right, now black tie. Let me give it to you real quick here, and Elliot, and Rank. Here's my starting five. The only position I can't decide on is point guard. Darren Williams, because he does probably the best job uh, checking Magic Johnson. But as Isaiah Thomas showed us, if I put Chris Paul in there, he's going to give Magic fits just the same way it will be the other way around. Or I could go Derrick Rose. No matter which of those three I go with, that's a great point guard, an all-time great point guard. Probably Chris Paul's the best. Anyhow, maybe Derrick Rose. At the two, I'm going Kobe. And that's a wash with Michael Jordan for all intents and purposes. Oh Michael Jordan's gosh. a little bit better. Michael Jordan's a hair better, but it's not like, oh, it's a, what a blowout for the for the 20th century. It's very close. You're 0-2 already. At the First 3, I'm going Kevin Durant. At the 4, I'm going LeBron. And at the center spot, I'm going Shaq Fu. <laughs> that's my winner. That's a winner. That's That team would be better. 21st century Shaq? I, I'm just... Shaq Fu, yeah. Tw- well, he wins his first title in 2000. So. Now, true. granted, he's not really – now, wait a minute. You're putting LeBron at the four? Yeah, he can He can play any position on the floor. That's what if, the, the beauty of it. I'm just throwing this out here, and you're, I'm going to sound like a homer, but black tie, by all means, hammer me here if I need it. But LeBron at the three, Dirk Nowitzki at it's the interesting. four. He's indefensible. Who from who from the old era is going to go out there? It's a great Malone. idea. It's a great so, idea. That's so I – so that who does he guard? sounds better than yours, Shaq. I got to tell what, you. What Durant? Dur- so I'm replacing Durant. Dirk in his prime is as unique an NBA talent as, a, as ever, ever that's ever right. played the game. It's interesting, and plus he draws Malone or whomever. And guess a, who you're a, a, away from the pivot? And right. guess who you're throwing the ball into late game lead? You're throwing it into Dirk and let them foul him, and then he's going to just bludgeon them at ninety percent. So you're clip. with me, Eh? You're because no, I am in the vast made my... your team better. So all right, yeah. But you're zero and two at the guard spot, though. I agree with Adam, though. Who's gonna Who's gonna guard Malone? That's uh, if you have, yeah, that's tough. LeBron, LeBron's checking Malone. That's it. You don't but think he can handle him? Dirk of course guarding? he can. Who's, who's Dirk? Who's Dirk guarding? Bird. Perfect matchup. And then Bird gets mad because there's a white guy on him. Remember when Bird said that I used to get mad when there was a white guy yeah, guarding me. And he's makes... a seven footer. He's a yeah, listen and black tie. So what's your opinion? Who wins that game? I like Hakeem at the at the center position because he's a skillful big, step out, shoot the J, has a good handle. Great post-up moves. Yep. Obviously, Michael at the two. And to go with Michael, I got to go with Scotty because then they lock down the defense. So I got to go Michael at the two, Scotty at the three, over Bird. And at the four is where I'm having a tough time. I go with Chuck and prime Chuck when he was a mm-hmm. monster on the glass, so athletic, Blake Griffin-like. Let's go. So let's do him at the four over Carl Malone. Because Carmelo's going to want the ball, and the ball is going to go to MJ. If I go KG too at the four, I also got you. Wow, I, Chuck, Chuck in his prime. Wait a minute, no. I got. I, can I just throw out a wild card? Well, who's the one? Oh, well, that okay, that's, that's magic. That's magic. Okay, all right. Then, then at the four, I know it's going to sound odd. How about Dennis Rodman? I mean, Rodman was great for the Bulls. He he made that a completely different team. Nah, he, Rodman I, I could, hear you, but that I've seen make sense. Rodman yeah, dominate a game. The four, dominate. What I'm thinking with the four is the four. All you have to do is finish on the break. That's all they need out of the four. Which is what Malone would really. Oh, I was going to say. Well, then what, that's worthy. Isn't that's, it? What, that's what I put more. I put worthy on the team. Um, By the way, Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Like I say, 
you know, it's it's laughable now. Oh, Chris Paul, you're comparing him to Magic Johnson. Fifteen years from now, Chris Paul's going to be in the Hall of Fame, and so is Derrick Rose, and so is Darren Williams. And if any of those guys wins a couple of titles, it won't be so laughable. You guys are are elevating these guys a little bit because of their I, because their careers are complete. Now. I actually so, disagree on that. I do think Chris Paul is the best point guard I've ever seen play the game. Probably better than Magic. I'll, I'll go out and say that. But, TD, if you if you had, you said Rank's Dirk. getting mad at that uh, one. I'm not even thing. listening anymore. Magic is unique. Six <laughs> it's, point it's guard, one of those... I agree. But Chris Paul, he he understands the game on a totally different level than He, w- he was basically like, you know what, Magic Johnson rank is kind of like, he's a lot like a, an earlier version of Jalen Rose. But TD, just like it's, it's, that rank. it's funny. No, no, no. It goes back to what we were talking about with Fabiano about, and we were talking about this as part of the break. Of, of what One of the things that Fabiano doesn't have is that the NBA wasn't on TV every night like it is now. And unless you were living out here, you didn't see Magic play every day, day in, day out. And to me, I feel that's what, that's what keeps – People from saying Magic's the greatest of all time because they didn't see him play uh, every day. You know what? And you see As somebody play. from a local perspective, I say the same thing about Mario Lemieux. You didn't see his greatest that's, th- when he before they were on TV in the eighties. That's when he was doing his great stuff, night in and night out. Most dominant player. Most people didn't see it, and yet people wag their face. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. The same is better than Gretzky. Well, you didn't I, see him play. That's what best. I tell our friend uh, my, or, uh, Mike Dell from the LDS Hockey Show. Is that your argument for Lemieux? Is very similar to the argument for some friends. It's the LCS hockey show, but what no, I say? no, that's fine. Yeah, did, no. did I say LDS? Yes. It's the Latter Day Saint hockey show, it's the Mormon <laughs> hockey show. Now, I was going to say to TD, TD brought up that if that Dirk would be a unique guy for that team, well, you'd guard him with Rodman, and with Rodman, you would dominate mm. the boards. Mm. You dominate the boards. I think what we have to do is it can't just be starting five. You have to make it a rotation of eight, and in that case, then I'll, I'll include Dwight Howard on my team. I'll have Kevin Durant coming off my bench, and I'll take another, you know, I'll, I'll take, say, Derrick Rose to Chris Paul or maybe Darren Williams. That would be my eight. I'd love to see. I'd love to see that. Uh, we need to create this. We need to... We need some sort of time machine that is bigger than the DeLorean because that would be a lot of traveling for us to keep getting all those guys and bring them to one place. Okay. Elliot Harrison, last question for you before you get out of here. Your power rankings, gangbuster stuff is always on uh, on NFL.com. And uh, look up those and his picks and his his games picks. Why is it that you think that the Cowboys are going to go into hot land and win that one? Well, I I just I'm looking at this game logically, and I'm I'm thinking how's Atlanta going to attack them? I mean, the the Cowboys corners have been outstanding. Only Brandon Marshall has had a big game against them, and Brandon Marshall not not to take away from him, but he was due for a breakout game, and the Bears con- consistently had short fields because of all the turnovers yeah, in that game. game okay, uh, are are they going to run Michael Turner at Dallas, who just got Jay Ratliff back, who was a beast against the Giants? Are they going to run Jaquiz Rogers, who really hasn't done anything? It's been a much ado about nothing. The only thing that I can determine is that I think Tony Gonzalez could have a nice game for them. I, this is the way I see it. This is a bad matchup for the Falcons. And look, they're not going to go 16-0. and They're going to lose the game. Meanwhile, Dallas is desperate at this point. They're 3-4. and And every time everyone's ready to bury the Cowboys, what do they do? They win. Mm-hmm. Every year when they're just about at the point, that's why they're so annoying for everyone. Because they won't just... Go three and thirteen. They just won't die. Uh, but I did want to answer your question that you the threw trade out. question, right? Yes, because right. I lay it I, on me. I feel like I have a winner, uh, but I want to get you guys' opinion here. Uh, D'Angelo Williams, mm-hmm. deal him to the Cardinals, who know what they have in Beanie Wells, which is an injury prone, another much ado about nothing. Uh, Ryan Williams gone for the year. IR. Right, right. Okay. Uh, I think we figured out LaRod Stevens Howling is he's a return guy. He's not well, he's obviously. He's, yes, he, he's not the option. Smaller than Fabiano, okay. of course. It's uh, D'Angelo Williams. Everyone knows the big contract. He's due four point seven five million next year. Sizable. Trade him for Darnell Dockett, Cardinals nose tackle extraordinaire, sure. who is uh, on the books for four point four five million, almost the same dollars, and throw in a draft pick. I.e., the Cardinals get D'Angelo and a draft pick. They hmm. deal Darnell Dockett. If they if now look Darnell Dockett can still play. What I'm thinking for the Cardinals is this is a chance to get a draft pick and get somebody that can help you right now in case you still have a shot at four and four. I'm glad you threw in the draft pick because of course Carolina would love to 
part ways with D'Angelo. That that is uh, the underrated underrated as as one of the very worst contracts in NFL history right now. There are other ones that are overshadowing it, but that D'Angelo Williams, he is getting paid boatloads but of money. But they already done zeros the since only, he got there. The only problem I have with that deal is. Is the Cardinals' offensive line going to make that deal worth it? I completely I agree, 100%. I think in the draft, then, you get a tackle and a guard right away in the 2013 draft. D'Angelo Williams is only going to be 30 years old in 2013. It's not like he's 35. He's not, you know, he can give you a couple of years. Uh, and he's but, been a, in a committee, so it's not like he's an old 30. Right, but I'm, I'm looking at Arizona and thinking, here's a chance to get a draft pick. Yes, you're dealing a good player in Darnell Dawkins, but he's not going to be able to keep it up forever, especially playing nose tackle. Look at Casey Hampton, Dave, uh, who's clearly not the same player. Could we agree that he was in, say, 2005? Uh, The other possibility is to deal D'Angelo and Steve Smith for Darnell Dawkins and a draft pick. Now the Cardinals can junk the early Doucette project. They can play Roberts out of the slot. Whatever happened to uh, Michael Floyd, by the way? They burned a they burned a top ten pick on that guy I think or what was top it twelfth was it was a twelfth pick over? right but what what I feel like those guys would give Arizona is something they did not have Monday night what Steve Smith would give them is a little bit of fight you know is it just me or do the Cardinals lack fight when I see their games like the Cowboys you can watch their game and say that team lacks leadership the Cowboys just don't have anyone that goes out there on the field and says hey get your butt in the right place and play like Darren Woodson would. They don't have that. Well, the Cardinals, who do they have that's an enforcer on their team that's out there taking a leadership role? Uh, I know Steve Smith can be a little bit you know, off the rails at times. but Oh, one of our favorites. But, again, I like D'Angelo Williams and a draft pick for Darnell Dockett. Arizona can use that draft pick, help fortify the offensive line, as Adam mentioned. They get a back to play for now. They're not out of it, guys. They're 4-4. Four and four, And... Uh, Panthers, now they got a defensive line rotation, which is what made Dallas successful in the 90s and the Giants successful in their Super Bowl run. Interesting. Do you have one rank? I do want to trade NFL overtime for college overtime. <laughs> Neither one is good. I got to say, I, the the college one is unsatisfying to me. What? It's too hokey. It's like a, it's like soccer penalty kicks. I don't like when games come down to that. All of a sudden, just the nature of the game. Hey, let's line them up at the twenty five without a clock on them or anything. I just don't like that. I hear you. It's but an you interesting. Said that there, you said that there's no satisfying. You're right. Overtime. So You're right. I, I prefer the college option. I will go with. Here's a realistic one that I think if if this were another sport, I think this would be a great trade. Well, not because they wouldn't be good at the other sport. But my, my point is is that you see <laughs> trades in other sports, and you don't see them in season. How about this? The Philadelphia Eagles give Mike Vick to Seattle in exchange for Matt Flynn. They both make a lot of money. Both are, you know, Matt Flynn's basically wasting away on the bench. The Seahawks could use an upgrade there, a playmaker at that position. And Matt Flynn, in the meantime, comes over. They get to reboot. They part ways with that with the whole era. I think that's a trade both teams would make. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. But you don't like is, Russell Wilson. I like him fine, but I, but I, you know, if if you hook Pete Carroll up to a lie detector, I'm sure he would tell you I'd rather have a guy who's been around a little bit rather than this kid trying to take us. To I don't play. know. It's not he's he does he's love not, him. That's true. He's not afraid to play guys like Matt. Well, Barkley so let or, him spend another year or so under Mike Vick, and then you part ways with him. You know, it's that's an interesting proposition, but I, I would look at it in a different way than you. I'd look at it as depth because. Russell Wilson has a reputation, Dave, of working his butt off, being the first guy there. So does Michael Vick. Oh, wait. No. Oh, never mind. Yeah, except not at all, to, to quote you. <laughs> uh, Michael Vick has not always had the greatest work ethic. I'm not saying Michael Vick is lazy. I'm just saying there are certain guys that apply themselves just enough, and there are certain guys that go above and beyond. And Russell Wilson, by all accounts, is that guy. Do you really want an older quarterback as a mentor who doesn't have the same work ethic that the kid does? Hmm. I, I don't know that you want that. Granted, they don't have a huge invest in Russell Wilson. What was he, a third-round pick? Mm-hmm. It's not like he was first overall pick, but they seem to be hanging their hat on him for the future. I don't know that you want to mess with yeah, that. Yeah, they don't have to punt him. But uh, All right, Elliot Harrison, you're out of here, and uh, he's got to look at him. He's grabbing his uh, VHS tape of Witness. He's going to go watch that right now. <laughs> the greatest movie ever made, he called. No, he didn't say that. He just said it was very watchable. All right, now, thanks to EH, thanks to Fabiano. Um Rank and uh, and uh, and black tie behind the glass. Couple pieces of business that we have to attend to before we turn things over to the around the league guys, Hans, Zeus, and Sessler for their weekly debate club. 
Let's get uh, the shout out here. But before we get to that, real quick, what has become a weekly tradition here, me making my pick'em picks, which, by the way, neither one of you hailed me. 11-3 and three last week, and I did it in a minute. I make them in a minute. That's Black nice. tie, start the music. All right, the Thursday night game is in the books at the time of this recording, though. It is not. I am going to go with the Chargers. I feel good about that one because the Chiefs are really bad. And as bad as the Chargers are, the Chiefs are even worse. Cardinals at Packers. Packers. Ravens at Browns. Ravens. Joe Flacco with a big day. I'm saying it here and now. Colts hosting the Dolphins. Two of the feel-good stories in the NFL this year. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Lions at the Jags. Lions. Broncos at the Bengals. Bengals really need this one, but I'm going to stick with the Broncos there. Bears at Titans. You know, Titans, this is this is a great upset special. I'm going to take the Bears against my better judgment. You know what? I'm going to do it. Titans is what I'll do. Panthers at Skins. Redskins. Bills at Texans. Texans. Vikings at the Seahawks. Seahawks. Buccaneers at the Raiders. Raiders by a hair. I want to take the Bucks real bad. Steelers at Giants. Taking them. Cowboys at the Falcons. All right, I'll go with the H. I'll go Cowboys there. Eagles at the Saints. It's the Eagles. Zero defense played by either side, and those are your picks. All right, Black Tie, what do you have to say now? Um, you're doing better. About a minute ten. All right, we, well, we listen. We can make it a lot quicker than that, a, a lot quicker. I'm making picks here for the week, and I beat everybody. 11-3. and three. Beat that. I'd like to hear you take an hour and ten minutes and come up with uh, half as uh, be half as successful. Black Tie, your shout-out for, for today's episode. Yeah, before we leave, it's a quick shout-out, guys. I got the shout-out to, uh, you know, mostly I like giving shout-outs to people who work in hard jobs. This isn't really that hard of a job. It's just that it's something I definitely appreciate. Professional Cures. All right, so I professional I don't know about you guys. what? Professional cures, guys. They line who stand, people up. stand in line. Cures, yeah. Like you stand in a queue. And I don't I've know about you guys. I hate. You've never in heard queues. that? A professional cure? Oh. Yeah, it is a job. All right, I didn't yeah, know it. You All can right. pay people to stand in queue for like if you want to get a new iPhone. Or, oh uh, yeah, I've, I, I'm aware of that phenomenon. I didn't know that that was what they were called. Yeah, it's a, it's a real job. So I mean, it's not necessarily a hard, I hate studying cues, but it's not necessarily a hard job if you're getting paid for it. But I'm giving them a shout out because that's it's pretty good service. Hey, I would pay a decent amount of money not to stand in a two hour queue. I'll do that. I don't understand in the 21st century what call there is for that though. Now that you have online ordering, why? What is the thing? What am I missing? About this iPhone phenomenon that people get in line to get it. Can't you just buy it online? Two days in line, intense, waiting outside, camping outside. It's For the what, experience. Though? It's almost like going to a concert these days. It's just the experience. But am I incorrect that I could go online and get the new iPhone? Well, you can pre-order it before it comes out. But so you why have would to, you not do you that? You have to do it, at, like, let's say the uh, the time at which you can pre-order is a midnight or in, on a certain date. You have, like, two minutes to get those orders in. How bad could, well, I mean, how bad could anyone need the iPhone, the new iPhone? If they have an iPhone, why would you, I, I just don't get that. That's, I guess that's, uh, I'm, I'm from another era, basically. Doesn't I'm officially, make sense. I'm officially an old man now. Yeah. Rank, last thing, new Star Wars has been announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lucasfilms has been purchased by uh, by Disney. There's, there's the announcement that in 2015, there will be episode seven. Anyone who knows uh, my work knows that, uh, well, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. No bigger fan of Star Wars than me. Well, okay. I, I'm in the I'm in the top. I'll I'll go top thirty, top forty. How many Star Wars tattoos do you have? Zero. Is okay. that a is that a requirement? I think so. Really? Yeah. Would I have to get a lightsaber or what? No, well, you can get something. Maybe an at at on your shoulder. Ooh, I like the I like where your head's at. Yeah, tauntaun maybe too. Mm, that's what good about too. um? What, so so how say you? If and by the way, if we ever get stuck in the cold, I hope it's cool with you. If I just cut you open and sleep in you <laughs> at night like a tauntaun. What I uh, don't smell great, but it'll keep you warm. What uh, what do you what what are your feelings? Where where where's your where are you coming down on this? I place? like it. I you think it, I think it's a really good move. And I know we made the jokes, or I made the jokes about how they're going to go out and. They're going to remaster episode two and put in Iron Man and, mm-hmm. you know, some of these other things. But that that is actually the point. And when everybody's worried about, hey, is Mickey Mouse going to be in this movie? No, because Disney also owns Iron Man, the Avengers, all those movies, which they've done a pretty good job with. So I feel that the quality is going to continue to be right there. They're going to get the right directors. They're going to get the right people to do this. George Lucas 
is a great big picture guy. He was a great guy to come up with this world and everything. Right. But he gets lost in the details, and that's in his dialogue. He's terrible. too saccharine, right? He needs yes. people to, to, to provide some edge. And Disney, a lot of people on Twitter, I was uh, cracked wise a little bit earlier in the week, and people hit me up. Oh, so keep in mind what Disney and Pixar can do with good franchises. You're right. I'm going to stay optimistic on this one. That's what I've decided Please to do. do. Yeah, I'm going to point my lightsaber north, and although that sounds lurid or, or, or sounds lewd. And I don't know if they will follow the extended the extended universe, the books and the comic books on stuff, because that would be pretty interesting. I don't know if they're going to go that route, but I'm optimistic for it, too. Um, Black Tie, last question for you. Have you seen Star Wars? I'm about to drop a bomb right now. I don't know if you guys are ready, but... I have not seen a Star Wars movie in my life. Oh, this not is one. This any is, one of them. Th- this is sweet irony. All right, not take one. the Han Solo edition blaster out off your hip there, point it at yourself. Ouch! Yeah, you know what? I, I, it's he fine. sells How it well. are you? How have I allowed myself to let you be my marksman when you've not even seen the picture, the source material of the Han Solo edition well, this blaster? Is, this is a fun thing. Uh, I've read this online with people asking about how. Somebody who's never seen the series, how they should view it. And one of the theories I came up with, or I found online, I didn't come up with this. I wish I had the website handy, but somebody can find it. Uh, Somebody came up with the idea of you show them episodes four and five, so you don't ruin the the spoiler in five. Mm -hmm. So you get that, you still get that surprise. And then you hop over to episode two, and you watch two and three to get the, the backstory. And then you hop into episode six. And that's how you view it. I, I, you know, those one, one, two, and three are just a great no, one's disappointment. Out. One, yeah, I know, I know. Forget but one, two, and out. three could have been a lot better. That's a discussion for another time. But I you know, I, I know the think tweets about for those. But think about that. If uh, yeah, if somebody like who, the guy who made X Men, X Men or made Ryan Singer, right? Yeah. If he did those movies, just think of, like how much better it would have been. That's a great that's, point. That's yeah. the way to think about how good. Episode seven's going to be interesting. Interesting. I'm actually more excited for it now. Um, Black tie. We wrap up every episode now with uh, by by naming the player who wore the episode number the worst or in the most hateful, Hated. hateable way. The guy most infamous number three. We're on episode one hundred three. Who wore three? Carson Palmer wears it. He's not an uh, unlikable guy. Daryl Lamonica, Babe Ruth. You know. Babe Ruth is interesting. If you were to do a Mount, not Earnhardt? to say he's not. Oh, really? We can't know. He's beloved. Was, yeah. He was the intimidator, though. Yeah. Dale Earnhardt. That's a pretty interesting three. He's the most iconic three of them all. Mm-hmm. Well, besides Ruth. Ruth, though, people, you know, a big popular thing is who's on the Mount Rushmore of blank. And if you said Mount Rushmore of baseball, everybody says Babe Ruth. But are we sure he deserves, at least if you do for sports, if I said name the one representative from baseball, a lot of people would say it's got to be Babe Ruth. But Babe Ruth, let's remember, played Mm -hmm. in an era where African-Americans, where Latinos were not playing. Would he be so prodigious had he been playing against the actual best? That's the difference. That's it. You know, if he'd been born... You know, 40 years later, his career obviously wouldn't have been so monumental. It's interesting. But he Which was is so the good as both a pitcher and a hitter, though. Yeah. But, but we're off track. Three. Who's a terrible three? I'm trying to think of hockey would be a defenseman, and I can't think of a loathsome Wait. defenseman wearing number three. Basketball guy. John Starks. John Starks. Now we're cooking with gas. Yes. The John Starks is a good answer. I think a lot of people around the country grew to dislike him. Mm. And even people in New York when he did. What did he shoot? Two for 19 yeah. against the Rockets in that finals game. Was that the night that uh, that uh, OJ was getting chased? Might have been. Those things were happening simultaneously. Something Might like have been. that. Anyway. All right, Black Tie. We've got two more fellas coming at you to wrap the week up here. It's uh, it's our pals, Dan Hanzus and Mark Sessler, always at Around the League. Follow them at NFL.com. Look for them, always updating you on everything that happens in the NFL. Good fellas there. Take it away, boys. You're listening to Dave Thank you, Dave. Welcome back to the ATL Debate Club. My name is Dan Hanzus, joined, as always, by Mark Sessler. How you doing, Dan? Well, I'm doing, doing great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're doing okay. That's, that wasn't convincing. Uh, well, you know, it's always one day at a time. When you're an, uh, around the league writer, as we are, and we're you know plowing through the season, we're almost halfway through. How was your Halloween? It was excellent, Dan. Actually, I, I believe I spent it hanging out with you. 
Yeah, it was at least part of it. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, why weren't you trick-or-treating with your kids? Well, because one of my children is about five months old, and the other has no concept of Halloween. It's <laughs> roughly two. So we're going to need a little more time on that, Dan. Area man doesn't know how kids work. Uh, how old do you have to be to go out to Halloween? <laughs> I, I thought think... it was like once you're out of the womb, you're Listen, I threw the question, by the wife. I said, yeah. do we do trick-or-treating? She knocked it down. Um, I had a, actually a Halloween nightmare that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs were on national television. That is, that would be rough. Yeah. You know, I I felt I had a similar vision. Yeah, maybe it was like uh, one of those shared. We won't dwell demon on dreams. It? Yeah, let's let's just move on because the Chargers beat up on the Chiefs, and you know we usually talk about Thursday night football, but I don't think we need to get into that too much. Uh, what I do want to get into is a theory that I have. Um, yeah, I call it the twenty five percenter. It it is the twenty five percenter theory. Because it is election time, and I want us to get more political. On this the is based club. on the uh, the two percenter, I believe it is something like that. Right. I'm not even sure. I, I'm not exactly clear with what that what that's about. Even it's out there. It's yeah. A, yeah, I write football blogs all day, almost <laughs> every day. Um, <clears throat> so the twenty five percenters, okay. To okay. me, there are eight teams in this league right now that are head and shoulders above the other twenty four, and in that among that group of eight. Two of those teams, one from each conference, is going to play in the Super Bowl. So what I'm saying is I already know. I have it cut down already. You've narrowed I've narrowed down. the field down to eight teams, okay? So I'm just going to go through the list, and you can – I'm going to read through the list, and then you can tell me what you disagree with. Okay. All right. Let's do it. In the AFC, I have four teams. They are the New England Patriots, the Baltimore Ravens, the Houston Texans, and the Denver Broncos. So All right. So these are your four <clears throat> division winners? They're my four division winners, but the way the league is working out, in my opinion, is that I don't see a team beneath those division winners that's going to sneak into the playoffs and knock off <clears throat> two or three of these teams to get to the Super Bowl. Well, I do agree that like each – it is funny. If you look across all eight divisions, there does seem to be already – you know, someone set a di- kind of broken away from the breast of them. I disagree with one there particularly. I, I think I would have taken Ravens about a month ago. Right. I don't like the trajectory of that team, and I think that Pittsburgh is actually becoming stronger because they've found a ground game, which was a big issue for them. I, I'm going to take Pittsburgh over Baltimore. Well, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> there's a couple. There's a couple different things there. Variables. The Steelers. So, are you all in now that Jonathan Dwyer is has solved all their r- running game issues, or is it more a two week and you know blip on the radar? No, I, th- I think that uh, I think that they've you know. They had a new offensive coordinator. It's taken time for them to figure out what they are. Big Ben's been great from the start, and it's the Steelers. Right. I mean, this team just finds ways to be around at the end of the well, season. You, you could say the same thing about the Ravens. You could. I mean, so I don't think we're eliminating either. But you're talking. Well, you're, let me let me first say I think the Ravens, who are 28th in defense, and we touched on this a little bit last week. I do think that they'll they'll figure out a way to get better. I don't think we're a top 10 defense, but if they can improve from where they are now. And then Joe Flacco stops being such a fluco on the road. You know, maybe maybe we're in business. So, but that's where I'm at. Do you disagree with the, the other three: Patriots, Texans, Broncos? It's hard to, it's hard to disagree with the rest because I think especially Denver, they're looking a little dangerous. They yeah. really are, and they have a, an, a ridiculously easy schedule going forward. I think Manning is uh, Peyton Manning is due to go on one of those runs where his team wins eight of nine, and all of a sudden you look up, they have 11 or 12 wins. Individually, he's already on one of those runs. Yeah. He's outrageous. So what do you have in the NFC then? All right. We'll start with the NFC East where I have the New York Giants. Seems clear. I mean, Yeah, I mean, that division I think was supposed to be a little more competitive than it's been, but it seems like the Giants are head and shoulders above the rest. Well, and it's like, you know, maybe that Giants team has its annual – period where they kind of dip down and go through a three, four-game losing streak. I don't see it happening anytime soon. Uh, neither do I. And then I have in the North, um, even though they're not in first place, I think the Green Bay Packers are the team that's going to come out of that division, the Atlanta Falcons and the San Francisco 49ers. Um, again, you know, it's hard to disagree with three out of four. I think that, you know, listen, Chicago is com- being overlooked by the six and one. They've been, they're not a complete team maybe, but their, their defense has just taken over oh, game after great. game. That no, and that's great. I'm I'm happy you like the Bears, but I'm Chicago area you, fans. Uh, that's at Dan Hansis on Twitter. <laughs> I'm not even going to give out your Twitter handle. Okay, so I'm. But listen, this is what it is. There are eight teams left, and there are two of those teams 
are going to the Super Bowl. That is the 25 percenters. I have a hard time only because I'd put the Bears over some of the other teams in the NFC there. All right. Well, we'll see who laughs last. What's the uh, what's at stake here? We just everything. Okay. <laughs> Pride. All right. So you you got your eight teams. Is there one that really you feel is making strides? I guess surging, really surging towards. Yeah, the and end. I think we kind of got into it a little bit a few minutes ago, and that's the Broncos. I think you know the way things are set up for them. Um, They're scary. They are scary. And one thing that is also scary is um, this is what you call a transition in the business is. <laughs> Peyton Manning, uh, and you. And there's a little bit of heat over some commercials he's done in his history and where he stands as an actor. Okay, well, that was a that was a rock-solid transition. It was Dan. a little labored, actually, but, you know. I think this um, – we Dan and I have had many discussions recently about Peyton Manning, the thespian. The guy is fantastic to watch on the field. And I, you know, for a treasure me, even he's a treasure on the field. But you know, I had an experience a couple weeks ago in our newsroom when they did one of these. I don't know if you've seen back to back Peyton Manning Buick ad, Peyton Manning Papa John's ad. It drives me nuts. And I just turned to a group of you know ten or so men gathered watching the games up on the. This guy is just he's overrated in my book. Is well, it? Let me let me just stop you right there for a second. Listen, this is my theory on this, and you you are very vocal about this, this Peyton yes. Manning issue, and I am on the other side of the fence with this, and I, I really believe that Manning is um, the greatest NFL commercial actor of all time. Look, I, I don't think he's sticks out as being a poor actor. Mm-hmm. What bothers me is that you can't even debate the issue. Mm-hmm. That, of course, what you just said is what everyone thinks, and... You know, clap, clap. Peyton Manning is is fantastic at that. I don't really find him that compelling as an actor. Well, this is this is the and problem. I'm not really. I feel like I'm not really allowed to bring that up. That was the experience I had. It's like, are you? Kidding oh, you're me? allowed. This is a safe zone in ATL. Okay, we broke into the studio. There's just no a bizarre dynamic around him. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, and this is my feeling on Manning is that he his lifetime average. I made a reference, um, I think, in discussion with you. It, it reminds me of late in Mickey Mantle's career where he put together, like, back-to-back 237 seasons, uh, and it dropped his career average uh, from above 300 to 298, okay? And, you know, maybe he shouldn't have been doing those last couple seasons. Shouldn't have been involved. Manning's last few commercials, and uh, particularly the ones you're talking about, have not been his strongest work. But Fair. Uh, with any other actor... Um, it's really about the material and the director also. You know, it's like Robert De Niro, you wouldn't say he was bad because he was in Rocky and Bullwinkle, would you? No. Okay. Peyton Manning was in Cut That Meat, iconic. He was in that Sports Center commercial where he's kicking Eli in the butt and getting you know, giving wet willies to each other. And know, I will brothers. say that when they are together, that when the brothers are together, there's something a little more natural going on. I think he feels a little – he's a little – let me present someone who I think actually is, is coming up. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers as my favorite commercial actor. Now, you'll say, well, he hasn't done as much as Manning has. Well, a lot of people say that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league, and he mm-hmm. doesn't have the same body of work that Brady or Peyton has. I have a theory on that, too. Is Aaron Rodgers – it's much like a, a young actor and an older actor. Sure. Is Aaron Rodgers now working with the people that create the good commercials? And now Manning, while still earning hefty paychecks on bloated, big-budget projects, isn't working with the cream of the crop. Well, I think, I think that's fair. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, Rodgers got hooked on to an entertaining uh, run of commercials here. That also— Oh, yeah, and, and by the way, discount double-check. Yeah, that is comic genius. Well, yeah. I think the thing I like about him is he doesn't look like he's taking himself too seriously in these things. He's, he's a good ad-libber. Uh, but again, none of these guys. This isn't this isn't the male version of Meryl Streep prancing. That's fair. Let me make well, let me make one other one other observation here. Drew Brees, okay, <laughs> he's in this new commercial, this Pepsi commercial, right. with One Direction, right. which is a pop band. Yes, I, I am know familiar of them. You are? Yes, I am. Wow. Now, it put Peyton Manning on that ad, and I think it works because I think Manning has that likability factor, and he's he has some chops, and he could pull it off. Drew Brees, fantastic quarterback, and depending on who you talk about, a good guy who right. you're talking with, um, 
doesn't pull it off. The end of the commercial where he's dancing and dancing awkwardly doesn't work for me. I don't find it humorous. When he shrieks the high note at the end, it just ends the commercial on kind of an off-putting moment. Something isn't right here. No, you're right, Mark. Something isn't right. And that's the end of our show. Dan, how did this roll by so quickly? It always does. It's just because we just have so much natural chemistry together and the charm factor, uh, you know, it's off the charts. We didn't get to our other big topic. What was it? Oh, that's right. Mark Sessler has his own theory. I had my 25%er theory. Mark Sessler's theory, The Office, the American Office television show, and how that ties into a certain iconic football team. In the I last think let's decade. get to that next week. We're running out of time here. Yeah, we're out of time. We're going to talk about that next week, so come back. Um, thanks again for listening. Uh, listen to the Dave Damashek football program and read the ATL blog, and we will see you next week. Farewell. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com.